Hi everyone. Hi guys. We can't believe that we are on the second month of our podcasts. I know it's so exciting and this month we've got two brand new topics to bring to everybody as well but before we go into um, February and what we're going to be covering on our podcast we've got Charlotte here just to let us know how she's been getting on with her new year's resolution. So how do you think you've been getting on with it Charlotte? Can you remind everyone sort of what it was and your progress so far? So my New Year's resolution was to start going running. Um, but So I haven't actually started going running yet, although, you know, it's still near the start of the year, so I've still got time. But, um, yes, I haven't been running, but I do still walk my dog every day. I try, I try and walk and get as many steps in the day as possible. And remember, like you said, it's, it's, it's still early days, isn't it? We're still early on in the month. You've got the whole year and it's winter it's cold and the fact you're still doing the walks is a really good thing as well because we did say last time didn't we you know don't put too much pressure on yourself or you know even if you've achieved one part of your goal that's better than nothing so I think you've done really great okay so thanks for giving us that update Charlotte so we're going to move on then to think about what we're talking about today so for February one of our themes is time to talk so the Time to Talk Day is on the 4th of Feb and it's all about breaking down stigma and discrimination around mental health. So it's important that we talk about our mental health and how we're feeling. Yeah, and today we're going to be encouraging you to start those conversations about how you're feeling. Uh, we can do this in lots of different ways as well, whether it's through texting a friend to see how they're doing or just chatting to a teacher at school. Yeah, we know that sometimes talking about your mental health can feel really scary or sometimes quite uncomfortable. But hopefully after today, we'll realise that it doesn't really have to be that way. So you don't have to be an expert to have a conversation around your mental health. And sometimes it can be that you're the listening ear. So it's not always talking about how we feel, but it can be being that friend and being there for somebody so you can hear how they feel. So there are things we can do when we're having these conversations that can make it feel a lot easier. And we're going to be talking about some of those points later. So today we have two very special guest speakers. We would like to welcome Darcy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Really good, thank you. And we've also got Harley. Hello. Hello, Harley. And these are our peer support workers. So would you just like to start by just introducing your role? So, um, like you said, we're peer support workers. We work across a lot of the children and young person services um, in Lincolnshire for mental health. Um, we are hired by um, children and young people services because we have lived experiences of um, accessing mental health services when we were younger. Um, and so we do a lot of work that involves supporting young people with kind of various things, um, whether it be accessing the community or engaging in therapy. Um, and we talk about what we've been through and what makes it hard, what makes it easier. Um, and just kind of, yeah, do that. <laughs> that sounds really, really interesting. It must be a really rewarding job. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. And, and like Harley said, it is, um, it's all about sharing that experience and actually it's really empowering for us as well to be able to share those really vulnerable parts of ourselves and actually help another person in the process. So it's, it is really, really mutual and we both get a lot from it. 
Oh, that's really nice. And it must be really not like personal as well. Um, and I bet you can form really nice relationships with the children and young people that you're working with. When you, um, what have you found helpful when talking about your feelings and emotion, emotions to young people? I think one thing is just, it's just being honest with them. I think um, sometimes it can be really hard to, to kind of sit with emotions um, especially with with the kind of massive stigma that mental health has got um and so just coming and being honest you know if, if I'm having a bad day I'll, I'll never try and hide that because that's just teaching young people that that's what they should do because you can pick up on it you know when someone's not having a good day um and yeah so that's what I find really helpful in just in trying to be true to yourself and and modeling that and it just helps young people do exactly the same and be true to themselves that's kind of what I'd say <laughs> no that's really really nice and I think that's so true like everybody has a bad day and that it's just about normalizing that for children and young people as well isn't it because it is normal we all have bad days sometimes so Darcy when you were fe- well when you were experiencing um them feelings and when you were finding things difficult when you were younger who around you was most useful or was there anything that surrounding people could have done to support you when you were talking about your emotions and feelings yeah definitely and um, so I, I'm really lucky and I have a very very supportive family and um, we're quite open about our mental health and again that's because we've all experienced it together um, and a lot of people in my family do suffer with their mental health so it is constantly a conversation and which I find really helpful I found that just someone asking what was up and actually listening to what I had to say as the answer was really helpful for me because I felt like I could soundboard what I was feeling and kind of get that weight off my shoulders Mm -hmm. and have some helpful insight back and someone that really cares about what you're saying cares about how you're feeling and wants to help in whatever way that can be that is really supportive and that's that's that kept me going oh that's really nice and especially that you had a supportive family yeah Um, what what about at school like did you find anybody in particular like any would you find that teachers would be helpful at school as well yeah I had a really um a really really lovely teacher at school um that I could go to if I was having a bad day they were the first person that I told about accessing cams and they actually really supported me to come to all of my appointments and if I couldn't if I couldn't face doing it on my own they would ring up and they would do all of that for me they were absolutely brilliant and they shared safely and only little bits but they shared a little bit of their experience and it made me look at them in a whole different light so that's what I try and do with my job now. Oh that's really nice and I think it's really important because especially with some young people who don't feel comfortable speaking to their families that if they've got them people at school or even that one trusted person it can make a massive difference um Hardy if you could go back um what would you have told yourself when you were worried about talking about your feelings and emotions to other people or even at school or at home I actually had a, a bit of a similar question with it one of my young people that I see at the moment Um, So I think that's quite apt that it's come up. Um, I think one of the kind of biggest things I hope that I could get myself to understand is that until you start talking about it, you can't get the support for it. And it's kind of basically as simple as that, although the process is definitely harder to do. But 
you know if, if you're struggling uh, with how you're feeling or how anxious you are or um even things like thoughts of self-harm and things like that if you keep them to yourself then you can't access support for that but as soon as you start talking about it you can go you can end up with the right people at the right time who can support you properly and even if you've started talking about it there's a I think there is a huge thing about wanting to kind of trust and grow a relationship but again the longer you keep some of the details just the longer you're waiting to actually get the support so I think we can be our our kind of best friends or our worst enemies and really to help support yourself it's it's about talking about how you're feeling. That's so lovely and I totally agree I think sometimes you feel like you I've found with some children myself that you don't they don't want to be a burden on people when actually if you talk about it then you do get that support and there is different ways as well that there's things online um really good websites as well with chat lines and text messaging um little operations going as well so you you can speak to other people through that and it can stay anonymous as well which I think is really really good but so how about you Harley so at school who was most useful for you did school support you do you have any positive experiences at school um so I I have quite a mix so there's when I hear that question the first thing that comes to mind is is um my well-being officer from college who was just absolutely amazing she was incredibly supportive um really really approachable and I really really value that so much but just when Darcy was talking it made me think of when I was in school because um I wouldn't necessarily say my secondary school was the most supportive um I think some teachers tried to be but didn't always hit the mark and some were just um not helpful um kind of in any way um but it did make me think of um so when I was younger and I was accessing CAMS um I had my appointment first thing in the morning on a Wednesday I think it was and um every week and then I'd go straight into school which would always be straight into my physics lesson and I wouldn't say I was like particularly connected to this teacher or know her very well um and so she wasn't necessarily someone that I'd kind of go and talk to her about but in terms of like support thinking about it I actually found her really helpful um so she was aware that I'd have this um CAMS appointment before her lesson um and where some teachers were really unhappy if I was kind of upset they saw me as like disruptive um she just actually let me have the space you know if I needed to step outside for a moment to kind of um calm down again or or to go get a drink again to kind of help me calm um and that had such an incredible effect on how present I was able to be in a lesson um it meant that I could calm down and then come back and engage in the lesson and enjoy the lesson um the you know the people that would just expect me to kind of be okay (laughs) because that's what they told me to be um I wasn't able to engage with those lessons I wasn't able to be present because I was just so wrapped up in trying to control my emotions um but yeah I I looking back I really really appreciate the kind of space that she gave me um yeah that sounds really useful to know because sometimes less is more so even though like you said you didn't have that particular relationship with that teacher that's her just showing you the space that you needed and just allowing you to just do what you need to do first is really really nice and yeah it can be really difficult when there's teachers that 
particularly don't understand and just expect you to bounce back and go straight into another lesson and do some maths or English or whatever your lesson is, um, your, your, your headspace and your head, uh, frame of mind isn't in that frame of mind really because you've had such a heavy, you know, talkative session with your practitioner or whoever you're seeing for support so it can be really difficult so that's really good to know thank you Harley thank you so much Harley and Darcy and that was really really useful and I'm sure some children and young people would have found that useful as well um but I'm sure we'll hear more from you throughout the podcast so thanks for that thank you yeah thank you (laughs) on the time to change website and we noticed five really good tips to get them conversations going yeah so shall we have a little look at these now yeah so the first point mentioned is to ask questions and listen this can be really helpful to understand how that person's feeling yeah and it's also important to try and remember to be as open and non-judgmental as possible when you are sort of asking those questions and listening because it's important that the person feels like they can open up to you isn't it yeah definitely the second tip is about the time and the place you could start a conversation when the person feels comfortable or they might find it easier to open up whilst doing something else such as going for a walk yeah and it might be that um when you sit side by side so you know when you face on with somebody sometimes that can feel quite intimidating can't it or quite intense yeah definitely so I think like side by side or like you say walking it's not as sort of you don't feel the pressure do you I know I don't yeah no I don't know what it is it's just being in an open space and just like being in a different environment rather than just sat down face to face in a room together um the third one is don't try and fix it we know it is tempting to want to fix things for people and when we see them sad or worried about something which I think is so important yeah because sometimes we want to jump to that quick fix don't we especially if it's like a friend or a loved one you just can't bear to see them sort of upset or down um, but it might be just listening for sort of the first maybe conversation or the first couple of times you talk about it. And sometimes just having someone to talk to is helpful in itself. Yeah, definitely. And I think another, well, this is another important tip. The fourth tip is treat them the same. So try not to react when they tell you what's been going on for them or how they're feeling. I guess as well, what we mean by this is to continue doing the same things as what you did before. If you would normally go for food with them or go to the cinema, keep asking them to do them things. I know when I was younger, if I said no to something that I was worried that they wouldn't ask again. So it would just be nice to ask. Um, Keep asking. It's just really comforting for that person, even though if they might say no, that they know that you still want them to go anyway. Like they're still wanting to ask you if that even makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, it's about including people, isn't it? And sometimes we're not feeling our sort of best self, but it's important to keep asking people and just being supportive as well. So sometimes keeping it simple. So like you said, just keep asking people or keep inviting people and just making sure you're there for your friends, really. Definitely. And the final tip is just to be patient with them and don't get offended if they do not feel up to doing normal things or just talking about how they're feeling right now because it can be really, really difficult and everybody has a bad day sometimes. Yeah, and it's getting that balance, isn't it, like you say, because even you being the listener, you could be having a bad day as well. So it might not be the right time or the right place for you to even listen to. So it's important to sort of acknowledge your feelings and the other person as well. Yeah, Um, definitely. But remember that they might not be ready to talk like you just said, Annie, and that's also okay. So there's lots of ways to show that you can care about somebody as well. 
um, and that might make it a little bit easier for them to open up when they are ready. Yeah, definitely. And this can be done through things like, for an example, just sending a text just to see how they are or just making plans to do something fun. And I, I think that's really important. A text can mean so much to someone, especially in climates like this when we're in current, currently recording in a national lockdown. That's all we can do, really. And the social side of it is really important. Yeah, it's getting creative, isn't it? Like you say, so text messages, FaceTimes, um, making use of technology, really, that we've all hopefully got at home. So if you are interested in the top tips that we've covered today, you can check out the Time to Talk website and they do give a little bit more information on that. So before we come to an end sort of, of this section of the podcast, we thought we would make use of our special guests again. Um, so if we go over to Harley then and just sort of see, do you think there's anything else that you'd like to add to our top tips? I think when someone's coming to talk to you or you think someone might need to talk, my top tip would definitely be that the conversations not about mental health uh, are just as important as the conversations about mental health. So someone kind of won't trust you or feel comfortable talking to you about the big things unless they can also talk to you about everyday life. So what they're doing, what they like, um, happy things, uh, sad things, just anything. Um you're, what you're kind of seeking is 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 the connection um and it's the connection that helps build trust so that would be my top tip i think that's a really good one and it sounds like um it's that relationship building isn't it what you're saying there so you know creating that bond and and just normalizing it and you know even just having a chat about what we enjoy as well so we're all human beings it's not just tell me about your mental health it's about making those relationships so then that's a really good one. Um, what about you, Darcy? I think my tip would be reminding yourself that it is okay to reach out. Um, we're aware of the feelings that can come alongside doing that and you can feel guilty or feel like a burden, um, but reminding yourself that you've done the best thing and that is the best way you're going to be able to get support. Uh, remind yourself that it's okay and be kind to yourself. Nice. It sounds like a lot of sort of validation there and being yeah. kind to yourself, which it's really important isn't it sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and it's important to be brave and move forward um, to talk about our mental health and well-being so thank you for that um so we'll be saying goodbye to our guests for today so bye harley and darcy thank you for joining us thank you thank you for having us <laughs> bye bye, bye. hopefully today's podcast has helped you to get that one step further to sharing your feelings with others yeah or even supporting others to share their feelings as well so just trying to remember that being a listening ear can make a massive difference yeah a hundred percent um but we really hope that you've enjoyed our podcast today we've come to the end um and next time we will be talking about how to love yourself and others and if you would like to give um this week's challenge a go um, we're looking at maybe trying one of the top tips for talking about mental health or being a good listener in terms of supporting friends or family with mental health. Um, so check out the website or listen back to the podcast and see which one you'd like to give it a go. Mm-hmm.